Hello? 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 Hello, hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, sir. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. Um, let's get this uh, podcast started. Um, what's going on, people? This is your boy B. Spellman, um, King Introvert. Uh, and this is the Independent Podcast. And I'm talking to K- Timothy Christopher. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. A nice day outside. Okay. How's the weather? Well, right now, you know, I'm a, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota here. So I think we're up to about, uh, oh, we're going to hit probably about 92 again today. Wow. Not too bad. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Um, we're pretty much we getting rained out right now. We gonna, it's going to rain all week on my end, bro. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wish I wish it would uh I wish it would do the same thing here, man. We we have not gotten any rain. Really? We haven't gotten any rain. Yeah. Yeah, it's been weird. This is an odd 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 season here. Okay. Man, that's all we getting is rain, 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 rain. I'm like, oh, two weeks straight. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I've never been, um, been I've been to Savannah, Georgia. Um, I've been to Durville, Georgia, Georgia, been to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been up there. I got family in Durville, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely visit um, Savannah. We're number one in the tourist section, you know, historical section. Uh, it's small. I've been born and raised here. It's all right. <laughs> Hello? 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 Yeah, I got you back. Yeah, uh, make sure I forgot to tell you. Tell you, uh, make sure your phone is awake. Like, don't make it fall asleep. Cause if you make it go to sleep, um, it's gonna break the connection. Okay. Yeah, I should have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. I got you. I yeah, got you. technology is still developing. <laughs> or something. Right. <laughs> Right, right, definitely, definitely. So, so, um, you you say you're you're down there in Georgia, yes, sir. Um, and and you know, I get I get some of the, I get some of the feedback, uh, from Georgia, especially with uh, what's her name, um, who's your kind, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? And she, it, you and you in her district around there, where she or what? Yeah, I've heard her. Uh, I don't think she's in my district, but I've heard of her. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, I, you know, I get I get that that news a little bit, and uh, you know, uh, with uh, Stacey Abrams and all that, their type of stuff that comes that's coming yeah. out of there. Lord, oh my God! With that, <laughs> hey, we dodged the bullet. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. So, so she's not what the, she's not what we get. 
out here because you know I, I get out here that my understanding is everybody you know love her to death and she's done so much for Georgia for the black people in Georgia and all this here type of stuff. Uh, I uh, sir and can't speak for that. I mean, I'm okay. living here. I can't say anything about she's done anything for people of Georgia, especially in Savannah area. I mean, okay. got, it's like immigrants galore here. I mean, uh, here in Savannah, um, black people are tired of this democratic, just like you got a bunch of black people in office for us, but not doing anything for us. If you know, if you know what I mean. No, I I know what you mean. <laughs> they uh, look like me, us, but they don't do nothing for us. That's right. <laughs> That's so right. I'm kind of like it's a blessing that black people are still are literally waking up uh, and seeing what's happening. That voting for us may not be the best. Of our interests, especially if look if you're just looking um, like us, we expect you to do something for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, right. Wait, but 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 here, here, here here's my thing, uh, young man. Um, but do we do we actually come together and say because we voted you in, we put you in these seats? Right. Uh, here is a list of things. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've never. That's what I'm trying to get the black people here to do. Right. To say, here's a list of things that we want. I don't call them tangibles. I, I hate that word mm -hmm. um, that we that we 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 like to use. Mm -hmm. But here's a list of policies right. that we feel right. that's going to help. Not not what you think is going to help the community. But right. now do. Is do you do you look at that as saying is that one of the reasons why you think that they the people who look like us we vote in the office have not stepped up for us have we do we not give them an understanding of what we want? Oh, um, my thing is we can say that, and other things like we there's um what I've been saying there's a lot of elitists things um we have a classism problem here too where we got uh these sororities and they come from backgrounds of sororities and fraternities and uh if you don't go by their little lingo they feel like you have to do you know do for self and get your own bootstraps but you look like us you know what i'm saying you you claim that you want black you know, black excellence, right? And I feel like ain't no fun until we all get some, you know? I'm right. Just, you know, also, um, I feel like a lot of people that we put in the office scared of white people. It's like, you scared to defend of the plight of black Americans as far as uh, passing these policies and you're scared of not being you're more um for the party than for the people because if the party say say do that do this and say jump you're gonna be like how high but if the people say jump you be like for what so 
think <laughs> a lot of that, as much as we need to um, put in place and um, people that are going to do things and rewrite a list of policies that's going to benefit us and we're complaining about um, <laughs> most of our um, urban cities are not um, either kept up or they're, they're being bought up because we got a lot of Beckys coming around and white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In areas where people wouldn't, you wouldn't see a white person go around because they put a uh, an entertainment uh, center in the west part of Savannah, Georgia. And that made the price of living on the west side where it's the dominatedly black go up. Then now you're starting to see you know, Becky and Thomas, they walking around with the dogs and like 20, 30 years ago, you probably never would have saw that. Like, well, it's the same thing. I think I think that is happening all over. Yeah. Uh, we got a part uh, here in Minneapolis called Northeast Minneapolis and they have went through there and built these super high rises for these rich people and yep. you know like you said years ago you wouldn't see anyone over there and they're about mm-hmm. to build this huge mega complex with a swimming pool and work all of this stuff and right. we know that's not for black people right? That that's not what they're building that, that facility for you know, they're about to take the train and go through, through the black area. Right. They'll be taking out houses and things of that sort. We know that's not what they are doing this for. We, we, right. we realize and understand that. But here, here's, here's the thing, though. We don't have enough economically to actually stop what's going on, right? Just that's like what true. you just said in your area. Um, we don't have enough as black people to stop that from going on. So what, you know, it's like, all right, so how do we stop this? What do we do? You know, we just sit back and watch it happen. We watch another neighbor leave and another neighbor leave because, you know, they, they, they're buying, like I said, they're buying up, they're buying up property to get us out of here. Yep. We're, we're too busy. We're too busy. Like here, we're too busy fighting each other. Number one, we're too busy going to the Democrats, begging them for money, yep. and waiting for them to release all this money to some of these nonprofits that never do anything for the community. Yeah, that's that's the that's the plight that I have here in Minnesota. Um, you don't you, people don't. I mean, now if a white police officer kills a black person. Oh, we 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 ready to stomp everything in yep. front of us. Yeah. But but here's the thing. In order for that not to happen, we're not willing to go to the Capitol where these people make these laws, right? Make mm-hmm. these bills. We're not willing to go and make sure that that never happens again. Just like George Floyd. Right. George Floyd, man, it, it was it was it was crazy here. It was it was just insane. Right. But he's dead. 
the the big name politicians came through. The people made all their money. Yep. And when it's all said and done, they gone. <laughs> they gone, bro. <laughs> they they they, they out of here. They they gone. They out of here. You know, Marcy, uh, Maxi Waters came here. Jesse Jackson came here. Uh, 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 Al Sharpton came here. All of the big name politicians came to town, my friend. Right. And now they gone. And I don't, I don't see a bill to protect black people at all right. anywhere. Right. Right. So, but yet we can't come together as people to put policy on the table to give to them to say this is what you need to. So I, I, I look at it as a twofold, though, too, also. The people we vote in the office who look like us, they're not doing anything because we don't really ask them to do anything. Right. I mean, we have to, like, I see, especially my generation, because I'm a millennial, like, we're, like, totally different from Generation X and Boomers because we're not, we're not asking for uh, symbolic, you know, because I feel like you, you just putting a person that's black in office, for me, that's just symbolic. You know, that's symbolism. Right. And symbolism doesn't do anything. I mean, it's nice, you know, but all you giving us is just one, this little hanging fruit that does nothing. Doesn't produce anything. So, it's just like, you just giving us symbolic stuff that really doesn't add anything. It is you're just a little statue. That's all. Little trophy. Right. Like, there you go. Here's a trophy for your um, participation, and you can go away. <laughs> yeah. Thank, 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 thank you for hanging out. See, we, we got, um, here in Minnesota, the black politicians are running around patting themselves on the back Right. Because we got Juneteenth as a holiday. Right. That's it. I don't know. I don't know any black person who asked them to make Juneteenth a holiday. Right. We were, we were doing just fine yep. at, you know, with our celebrations of yep. Juneteenth. We were doing right. just fine. We didn't need it to be a holiday. But again, like I said before, there's a George Floyd bill that's sitting on somebody's desk that they're not even pushing for. The yep. gays here, they the lesbians and gays, they got everything, everything this session. Everything. everything. Right? But what did we get? We we didn't get nothing. Right. You know? Uh we we didn't get protection from the, the, the criminals that's running around here shooting up the neighborhood. We didn't get right. protection from the police. They they just did a study on the Minneapolis Police Department and found out that they're one of the filthiest units that, that, that can run around, that runs around in, in people's cities. We didn't yep. get protection from them. Right. So at some point in time, these, these Democrats, they have to lift, they have to come up and start doing. Because we, we can't keep giving them the vote and we're getting nothing. But yet we look at it and say, if we leave the Democrats, where do we go? If, if if all black people said, okay, we're out of here, right? 
Right. We we we, we can't run to the Republicans because the Republicans don't really want to understand us. And the only black people that the Republicans take into their 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 little group are the ones who have to defy their blackness. Yep. Right. Look at look at that that, that cat Byron. What is it? Isn't he in your area? No, Byron is. Where's Byron? Uh, Byron's He's in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Look at look at Byron. But By, By, Byron look you dead in your face and say, "I ain't never." I I I. I oh really? People were slaves. I I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's that he's that type of black person. Right. So where do we go, man? You know, we, we decide to leave. Well, I mean I mean me, I've been voting Republican since Trump, you know. Um I didn't vote for him in twenty sixteen, but I did vote for him in twenty twenty. Uh I plan on voting for him at twenty twenty four. Because I look at it as Trump. I mean, I, I don't vote for Trump. I'm just going to leave the poll as it is and just vote locally, you know. Um, what else? Um, I look at it where, because I don't really see Trump as a Republican or Democrat, you know. I look at him as some pure, like, this is pure independent right here. I mean, true, I don't. I don't always agree with what he be saying, but sometimes a lot of he just be saying it as it is. <laughs> this is what yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and uh, what you, like? And I also like because I've been following you for quite some time. Like every time you talk to the Democrats, especially the black ones, like they like these Democratic shields. And like I, I was with you. Um, on the um, time when you was talking to uh, that rapper Uncle Luke and the rest of his Democratic shields about guns because I don't own a gun but I want to um, own a gun license and probably purchase like the non-lethal gun like the burning guns I don't know if you heard of them hello I, I, I've not a burn, what, what's a burner gun what Explain that to me. That's uh, it's non-lethal. So it's shooting what? It shoots pellets. It shoots. Yeah, yeah. It shoots these white pellets, and I mean it's pretty effective. Um, uh, it's it's been gaining popularity from a good like two or three years. Um, they say you don't have to have a license for it, but I prefer I prefer getting a gun license and owning that. Um, but um, it's been getting popularity. It's non-lethal. Um, maybe you can. Um, but like I do appreciate your stance as a Black American man that you own a gun and to show to see these Black other Black Americans trying to. I guess corrosion on why you own a gun and why you it's like uh and plus black women and black especially black women they may own guns like ain't nothing. Right. Like here in Georgia, they owning guns like ain't nothing. See and, and, and the I, thing about and the thing about what you know what go back all the way back to um when you was talking about about Trump and, 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 and how he is and things of that sort. Um, 
my my firearm is one of the reasons why I became what I consider to be a Colin Powell conservative. I'm not okay. a Republican. Right. Um, the first time I ever voted, uh, I voted for Ronald Reagan because okay. I'm a military brat, and okay. you know we was we was taught that the Republicans take care of your daddy's check, right? So okay. if you want your daddy to have a check, you vote Republican. Okay. I mean that that that's how I was taught um, when when you know at a young age. So I voted. Republicans, plus my grandfather and my uncles uh, back in, you know, when they made, when the switch happened, when all the black people went from being Republicans to being a Democrat, my grandfather never switched. Okay. And I'm from, the, and I'm from the South, my man. I'm okay. from Memphis, Tennessee. I, and he never switched, no matter how bad the, the, your, your Bull Connors, uh, your, your people would 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 um, talk about you know black people from the Republican Party. Um, so when I first voted, I voted Republican for okay. for that very reason. And what I do is I don't really vote for. And and then after certain things happen, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan with the welfare queen thing. You know, I don't. That, that's probably before your time. When was you born? Oh. Born nineteen ninety. That's before my time. Ah, you yeah, you you're my son. You you you're my son's age then. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was way before your time. Um. It, 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 and then you know you you had uh, Bush. He came on the scene, and he went racist on us with the Willie Horton ad. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. If you ever if you ever had time to look that up, look look that whole. Willie Horton thing up and see what what Bush did, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's what took me away from uh, calling myself a Republican or being Republican, and then and then that's when I started voting Dem. All right, hello. Yes, sir. Okay, I think I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. I don't know how you're gonna patch all this here together, but yeah, uh, I've done this before. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But no, like I was saying, um, yeah, if Donald Trump apologized to those kids, then I, I would I would probably vote for him. But as long as he leaves that on the table and and he don't he don't acknowledge that, because I know he probably can't. Because if he did, his mega group would get pissed and upset, you know, so. Yeah. Um, also, as a pastor, I understand you teach them. Um, I guess you teach people how to defend themselves with guns. And I appreciate that, you know, like you teaching them to not to just, you know, believe in God, but you can also defend yourself when necessary. And as um, far as our black churches, is teaching them how to defend themselves, teaching them how to handle business or family business. Um, when it comes to even finances, um, I don't get that from churches here because churches here is like 
it is what it is, you know, it's all divine and stuff like that. But their family, they're taken care of. Like they know about things like, you know, putting it put putting your house in the trust and you know, making investments. They know about that stuff. And I feel there's a, such a disconnect with people understanding how to do business when it comes to each individual house. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Unders- well, my my whole, I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm from the South. Right. right. So down South, um, you, you, you know, uh, Black people have firearms. We, right. we do. I mean, all my, all my friends, I go back down south, uh, everybody's got a, got a gun. It's nothing to go out, put up some bottles, you know, and, and, and shoot some, some, some bottles, you know, mm-hmm. soda, soda, soda bottles with water, nothing, nothing like that. But it's different when we come up here in the north, right? Mm-hmm. So the north black people are always listening to their churches, listening to their pastors, where their pastors are saying, you know what? Well, God didn't tell you you should have a gun and all this here type of stuff. Because the white concern, the white Democrat tells these pastors that, you know what? Uh, well, the reason there, there's so much crime in a black neighborhood is because black people have guns. And gets them convinced. And you was talking earlier about the Karens that come into the community. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever heard a group called Moms Demand Action. No, they I wear know. red shirts. Um, well, we we've got them up here like ants. I mean, they're literally they're they're like roaches, <laughs> and they were able to come into the black community, and and these moms whose kid has been shot and killed by violence, uh, they was able to get these moms because they needed numbers, and that's how they got all these bills here in Minnesota passed. These 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 white women that live out in the suburbs that really don't care about the black women, really don't care about the black plight, but they needed these bills passed because they was worried about their white kids in these schools that's getting shot up by white men. Right. right? So we got them coming into the black neighborhood all the time. But what I do, um, I, I didn't carry for a long time. I, I, I didn't have guns. I wasn't, I, guns really was not on my radar. Right. Um, and until one night, uh, a mother called me up and said her daughter had ran away and she knows where the daughter is. And I said, okay, well, let's go get her. Well, come to find out her daughter was in a drug den, drug house. Uh-oh. Right. Uh-huh. So me, uh, really not knowing a lot of the, at the time, and this is back in the day when I was pretty somewhat just getting started, getting my feet wet, dealing with the streets, dealing with some of the drug dealers, some of the drug addicts on, on the street. I go up into this house and everybody in there who was part of that drug scene had a gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, these 14, 15, 16-year-old boys has automatic, had switched over, made their guns, you know, automatic firearm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, whoa, whoa, glory be to God that was on my side when I walked up in there to get the young lady. Mm-hmm. They actually gave her over. And the thing about it was one of the guys in there recognized me 
because his mother, his mother goes to our church. Wow. And, and then when, when he would come pick up his mother, he would see me. Mm -hmm. So they gave me a pass that night because of him. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, I said the same thing. But, <laughs> but the, thing, the thing I really took away from that was these guys have a fully, fully loaded to the gills. And I'm walking the streets and I'm walking these places. I'm dealing with these type people. And I have no firearm on me. I have nothing, you know. And I know, I know, I know. We can get into the, you know. Well, you took God with you. Yeah, God is always going to be with me. But I don't think God told me to be that stupid to go right. into a drug den without anything with me. Right. So yeah. So from that point on, man, I started learning everything there was about firearms. I started training. I started getting into, you know. Um, uh, uh, classes, uh, understanding the law, understanding what what can and cannot be done here in the state of Minnesota. I uh, mean, I, I got so deep in, in into into guns. Um, March Touray came um, to right. Minneapolis. I know yeah, so he came here, and and you know, I met him and talking to him about guns and things of that sort. Um, yeah, and, and then I started realizing, my friend, that guns is really not what people try to make them out to be if you know what you're doing, if you, you study, right? So when you sit there and you say you was going to go get that, that, that other type of gun, I'm sitting there going, well, study up, brother. Get, right. get understand what gun, understand your, your laws, right? And then when you start getting into, like, clay shoot, like, I, I shoot, you ever shot trap? No. Or skeet? No. Well, I shoot trap and skeet. That's when, you know, they, you say pull and the clay come out and you shoot it in the air. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I shoot I shoot that every every Wednesday during the summer. Um, I also shoot IDPA. So what IDPA is, is they set up scenarios for you. Let's say you walk in a bank and that whole bank is being held up. You know what I mean? And you got a chance to save everybody, walk from room to room. And that's a pretty, and you get into stuff like that. You get into satellite shooting, right? Where they, they put, they put targets 200, what is it? 225 yards down range. And then you got to shoot them in, in certain numbers. Guns can be fun. Right. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awesome, man! It is. It is so. Wow. It's, it's so cool to do that. So I got into that. I got into IDPA. I got into satellite shooting. I got into three gun. You know, where you got your you got your AK, you got your uh, your your pistol, and you got your shotgun, and you're just going through, just shooting up. You know, whatever whatever is on that 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 platform for today. So once I started doing all of that and I'm sitting there going, dude, I'm having a blast with some right. people that I probably would never connect with. But the only reason I connected with them was through a gun. Right. Right. I'm also part of um, African American heritage gun club here right. in Minnesota, where we try to get black people to understand that you have a right. The second amendment is for you. Now right. it may not have been when they wrote it, but right now, it's it is for you. for you. 
And the yep. more of us who can get into this and start saying, I've got firearms, because you know how we do. We got firearms in the house, but we don't say nothing. Right. We, we, don't, we don't tell nobody. But I, I would, if, if I was you, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you not to get that other gun. If you feel comfortable with that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would seriously, if you got a gun club somewhere there in, in Georgia, Mm-hmm. I I would I would go out probably meet with them, say hey look you know I'm interested in in learning to shoot, I'm interested in in, in understanding guns, I'm interested in understanding the laws, you know blah blah blah. I guarantee you, man, you'd be like holy smoke! I I never knew that I could have this much fun and enjoy shooting you know paper, shooting clay, you know uh, I don't you know. I don't know if you ever went hunting or not, but here, you know, I take my AR out with, with my family. We go out, shoot a deer, you know, carve it up, get meat. Right. It's been a while since I had deer meat shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That, that'd be that'd be very reason why, you know what I mean? You know, um, but yeah, I, 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 anyone who's willing to listen um, about guns, I, I tell them to go get them. Um, over in St. Paul, I got a call from one church uh, wanted me to come over and sit with their deacons and get their get their deacons um, uh, license so they can be able to carry in church. And then that spread it off to another church, and that spread it off <laughs> to another church. Wow! So the myth now that black people. Uh, don't carry in church or don't have protection like that in church, especially here, it, it's, it's starting to fade a little bit. I had a lot of pushback though, man. I had a lot of people. Once I, I fought, once I came out, yeah, <clears throat> I had a lot of people going, oh, you, you, you know, you're black. But I get more pushback from white people, from white Democrats than I do anybody. That, that's the funny <laughs> part about this. I thought uh, it was more funny talking to uh Another black person telling about what you what you doing with a gun and stuff like that, but I understand white people because some of those white people they got they own guns too. They may not yeah. show it, but yeah. none of them they got guns themselves, but tell you not to have one. Well, I'm I'm supposed to be a Democrat, right? Right, I'm black. <laughs> I'm a minister, right? I'm outspoken. Right. So I'm I'm supposed to be on their team. And because I'm not on their team, they look for things to go mm-hmm. after me for. You know what I mean? Whether, whether it's the way I speak, whether it's what I say, whether it's my gun, especially when I go to the Capitol and I'm railing against these gun bills that are out there um, and the way that those gun bills apply to black people right. is, is, is what, what I fight for. How, how is that going to hurt us in the community? Because mm-hmm. what a lot of black people don't realize is like they, they pass what they call a red flag bill. I don't know if you ever heard of this, right. but it, it's called the red flag bill. Um, and basically, if let's say you're walking down the street, right, and some white woman decide that you scared her enough because maybe she thought your cell phone was your gun, she can write down your license plate, turn it in, and then they'll come to your house and if you do have a gun, even though you didn't have it out, uh, they can confiscate your firearms for as long as they want. 
And wow. then you still, yeah, then you got to go pay to get them back. If that woman, that same woman say that you was a threat to her with your firearm, even though you didn't have it, they can come, the SWAT can come and knock your door down. See, black people don't realize this type of stuff. Right. We don't realize it until until we get a Breonna Taylor, somebody like that, right? Right. And then they go, what gives them the right to come to my house? Well, the red flag bill gives them all the right to come knock your door down. And if they deem that you're dangerous, oh, they can shoot you. Right. That's a bill that the wow. Democratic Party set forth for talking, talking about uh, common sense gun laws. That, that bill that they put out will hurt black people in the black community. A lot of black people don't even know that. They had zero clue. Right. Wow. Um, and I want. I definitely uh, want to ask you this question about black men, boys, the social climate we're in. Because um, I know it's a bit like every now and then, and I go to the search bar, uh, I see you know black men. Black men are are trending, and um, uh, I feel like black men. I mean, we we. It's rough, you know what I'm saying? As black men and black boys, they like to spread this mental illness. And I feel like um, I understand what they're saying, but also you have to put it in place where there's also mental disabilities, such as ADHD, um, those black men that have uh, artistic and et cetera, you know. I mean, what what do you have to say about that? Well, that what what you just said brings us back to our black legislators, the people mm. we vote into office, Correct. right? Do, these are things that they should be up there fighting for the protection of. Uh, when a police officer come come on to um. Uh, onto a, a kid that has some type of problems, right? Um, and then that police officer do harm to that kid. Um, number one, we don't say anything about it. We, we in the black community have not really opened that door and start speaking about the mental illness, not only for my kids, but of our men, Yeah. right? You, 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 I don't see nobody really, really talking about that, right? I go into these black spaces and we're too busy fighting each other, fighting about reparations and all this here type of stuff, calling each other's names, but yet we are not addressing that problem, that mental illness problem that we do have in the black community. We are supposed to be masculine, right? We're supposed right. to be masculine. We're supposed to be all this here type of stuff. You can't break down as a black man and cry and let let or, or you're soft and all this here type of stuff. We have done more damage to ourselves by trying to bring our men up in a way that at some point in time, everything that we go through, man, every black man in America should be in some type of program mm -hmm. where we can sit and talk to each other, right? And get this stuff out. Because the only time that we ever really get it out is when we explode because we got so much on our shoulder. 
Yeah. Think about that. And and then what do they call us? Angry black men. No, we're yep. not angry, man. It's right. that emotion that we keep pushing down. And they tell us in the community to keep it down, right? And all of a sudden, somebody likes that 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 that, that wick, and boom, we go off. And now, yep. now we're predators, and we're we're mentally, you know, this and that, and and you know, white kid can go do something, and what's the first thing they say? Oh, well, he he has he has problems. He has he has yeah. family problems. We we yeah. we need to do something for him. Yep. <laughs> black kid go do something. What do they say? Lock him up. Lock no, him up. he's a predator. Lock that. Lock him up. And we have the same problems that that white kid in his his area is having. Uh, but double that. You yep. double what he's having, right? Yep. So at the end of the day, like you and I. We, we discussed at the beginning of this, where is the black leaders, my friend, who yeah. are up there asking for protection for when uh, I'm talking, uh, uh, Elijah McClain, you know who you ever heard of him? Yes. That kid, for them cops to kill that kid, that's what they did. And to get off, that kid right there had, he had, uh, he was a good kid, but emotionally, right? Uh, he he was he wasn't he wasn't where he should be. Yeah, and they couldn't recognize them, recognize that, and because who he was, and like I said, being the emotional, most being emotional as he was, they took advantage of that and killed that kid. That kid should have been on a poster in the community saying, "Elijah is this here kid. He's an awesome kid. He's this. He's this. He's this." But he does have emotional problems. All right. And we let that kid die. We let we let the white man put junk in his 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 arm and kill him. And we never address the problem that he was having. What 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 was his problem? Why was he the way that he was? We never addressed that, man. All right. And it's, it's, it's rough. I mean, I have a mental disability myself. Um, I have ADHD. I'm fine. Um, I don't take no, I don't take no medication though, um, which I'm very blessed at that. But I'm still developing. You know, I have my car. I have my own car. I'm still staying with my mom. But because um, I'm studying currently um, in cybersecurity, I graduate next year. Um, it's just like, but like, dealing. I'm glad that uh, my mom did what she, you know. I wish I had a dad. I mean, I know my dad, but he wasn't in my life like I wanted him to be. I do know him. I do have a relationship with him, but there are things that I feel like he should have, you know. Which I don't think he left. He was pushed out, and. And I'm also dealing with a blended family, like where my mom has, you know, two kids, one by another man and another by another man. So it's like, and she's very well developed. It just, I'm not that developed yet. You know what I'm saying? And I'm only 32. I know I still I got a long way to go, but it's just rough having being a black man and having a mental disability. It's not fun. I don't wish this life on anybody, you know? 
And right. It's just like it is is not fun. And you know, even though I hearken this, like the school that I tend to, like, hey, I need help in subjects and understand y'all have a section for uh, special needs people, but when it comes to a black man having uh, special needs, it's like, they just look at me and they kind of like push you to the side. Like, they don't they don't want to be bothered. And most of it is all black women over. It's, it's not no man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's not a man over it. It's a woman. You know, so they're going to be kind of like Mm, but but the only thing they have to because I have a disability. Even though if I didn't have a disability, they they won't even care and they won't look my way. But because I have that that one crush, they gotta do their job. You know what I'm saying? And I hate looking at them not wanting to do their job because I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? It's like they feel like they're bothered by me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. I oh wow! <laughs> right, right. Now, do you have, do you have like a, a support group that you go to or anything of that sort? Or, um, no, it's not even a support. It's like one section where I have to, if I'm, I do have support for it. Like I need, if I have to go to a test, I can, I can go to a different facility and take my test. And if I need extra help with, like, I go on. Now, there are some black women who understand because it shows that I'm trying. It shows that I'm willing to do better. I want to do better. And some people, even women, black women, see, like, no, Byron wants to do this. Like, he wants to succeed. And I'm going to help, and I appreciate her. But when it comes to the other side of it, it's like, they like, you do your black dude, but the fact that I'm helping you is because you actually have a doctor file of this, so I have to do my job. And that type of attention is like I can I can smell it on them. Like you don't want to do this, but because right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I have this disability, you gotta do it, even though you don't want to. Because it was a woman. It would have been like, oh my God, oh my God, my girl. Right. Black girl power, black girl magic, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Go to this. But with me, it's like, okay, I got to do my job. I'm like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> and it's just real. I mean, it's just real out here like that. And Jeez. I just be praying for black American men. And I do pray for reparations too. I mean, I just I do hate the fact that pe- other people, other races like to pocket watch us. It's like, oh, y'all gonna get all this money, but y'all gonna spend that. It's like, well, that's not even real true because some of us actually want to build generational wealth. Like, we yeah. want to do it. You right, know? right. Like, I'm on the verge. Like, I want to purchase a vending machine to start my I want to buy a business a business instead of starting one I want to um, purchase a, uh, a ice and water vending machine by Everest so and I want to purchase a laundromat uh, a cleaners 
just to start me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know those are boring businesses, but they make a whole lot of money passively. So, I'm just like, I feel like black men like me need to be, you know, I guess you could say you can somebody to hold our hands so we can accomplish just to start us off. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I got I got a lot of uh, young black men like you, you know, that I deal with that yeah. are looking to make their own way. You know, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? But uh, I'm I'm not I'm not into the Tim Tim Scott uh, Tim Scott the the uh, mindset of oh no you know I did this all on my own which yeah. he's a liar he did not uh, that yeah. type of black man uh, yeah. I believe that that we as black men we do need a it, it, it's like Dr King said Dr King said he said he said we're coming to Washington. And we're coming for our check. And the check that he was talking about was a check that will give us some type of wealth to help us grow. Right. This is what I I believe that all black people, all black people are truly conservative people. That's why I call myself a Colin Powell conservative. Right. We'll vote whichever way we want to vote. Not only that, but if you give us the means and leave us alone, Look at what we could do. Look right. at Black Wall Street. Look at Redwood, Florida. Look at all the ma- every place that 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 a huge massacre happened in were black people being independent on their own, and then white people come and tear it up. That yeah. happened, yeah. right? So think about if they just gave us a check, just like you said, and mm-hmm. say, "Here's here's a million dollars for you." Yeah. If you spend it what stupidly. That's on you. You don't get another dime. Right. But I believe we can come together and build our own. And I think that's the part that scares white people. Yeah. Because it, 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 it scared white people throughout our, 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 our uh, ancestry. Yep. Every time we built something, they come tear it apart because, A, they see that we don't need them. We don't right. want them. We can start our own thing. We can start right. our own business. You know, so I was looking at this 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 one thing, and uh, I'm not I'm, I forgot where it was at, but they got a bunch of tiny homes. A lot of black people live in all these little tiny. They got these tiny home villages that they're starting their you know starting to do their own thing. So I think if this government really wanted to do something for for black people to build black wealth, give us a check and let us do our own thing. Let us let us build our new. Black Wall Street. Yeah. At the end, at the when it, when it's all said and done, but then they turn around and they point to things like gangster rap. Oh, we we can't we can't let you have it because this is what you would do, right? right. Uh, with this drill music that they got out and all this here type of stuff. So they they use the bad part of our culture against us and say this is why. We shouldn't give you something. And that's right. just the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah. No, but I've been, uh, the first time I heard about reparations, I was 13 years old, Memphis, okay. Tennessee. It's 13 years old, Memphis, Tennessee. And I'm a lot older than you are. And <laughs> um, um, 
that movement died died down um, because that story of black people getting a lot of money and not knowing what to do with it rang throughout you know everybody's vocation uh, 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 things that they were saying right. so that's why the movement died then now the movement is going and and you got people arguing saying well if you're not foundational black american you don't deserve to have a check and all this here type of stuff all this here going back and forth at each other talking about pulling up and that's what the government wants us to do they want us to be unresponsive to a lot of things that that that's going on but yet they also want us to fight each other because they don't want to pay us they don't want to give us no money right you know at at the end at the end of the day um so it, it, it's you know when it comes to that reparations man uh, i look at it and go if this government really wanted to give us our a check or give black people money or help black people get businesses and things of that sort we would have got it when obama was in office we yeah. ain't getting it because those people up there the very people who sit there and say well i am not going to give you any money because you know cadillac will have the best day of their life the minute we give you a, a check uh those people are the people who has to vote on that money we forget about that sometimes yeah and that's why i really agree with uh well i wouldn't say really agree but i met um what's his name he's a uh, north carolina um he comes um goodness what is his name uh He's he's trying to run against uh, Clyburn, uh, Marcel. No, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, South yeah, Marcel. Yeah, Marcel Dixon. Yeah, yeah. I met him. Um, he was here in Savannah, Georgia. Very good brother. Um, very good speaker. I like his slogan: like, "Help uh, fix Black America." To uh, help, like help Black America to fix America. Because it's going to take Black America to fix Black America. Um, it's going to take uh, Black America to fix America at this point. Because yes. if you don't get fixed, America's just downhill. Especially because this is your foundational people. So. No, I totally, I totally agree with that. Huh? I said I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we we got we to gotta fix ourselves. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to be the Democrats and it's not going to be the Republicans talking about fixing us. I mean, this, this is something that we can, we can pull ourselves out of this situation. Yeah. We can get out of this. You know, it's just, do we really, really want to? Yeah. Do we, do, you know what I mean? Do we want to, 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 to actually grasp hold of, of this whole situation of our own and, and start making a difference in every black person's life, you know, right. um, and then go from there because we, you know, the haters are going to be out there. Yeah. You know, uh, you got that. I'm trying to think of that, that, that Indian guy. I can't say his name is B whatever. But, yeah. Uh, the glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. He's running around talking about black people. Right. Um, which he should, uh, somebody like that. We, we, we should be, I mean, we should come all these people, who put us down and say the things that they say about us? 
we we've got to start coming out and putting a foot on these people back and making sure they understand that we're not here to be played with. Right. You know, Nikki Haley, the things that she's saying about black people, we're not here to be played with, you know, and even Tim Scott, who can't get a hold of the point that he is a black man. Right. We're not here to be played with, you know, but again, because of who, how we treat each other, uh, we, we, we can't go after other people and say, hey, no, don't, don't put us out there like that. Right. That's, that, that's not who we are. But. Yeah, and as far as black men, like, because I do think black men, if we had some type of financial mentorship, we'd be good. I mean, I'm talking about some real mentorship that done business, you know, who can sit down with black men and boys and it's like, here, I'm going to help you financially. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, like, some black boys and want to be rappers and stuff, but giving them a financial uh, cushion so they can fund their own dreams, that would be good. That would be great because I just want to own a business. I mean, I'm tired of doing the nine to five. I just want to own a business. I, I know what yeah. I want. I want to start a vending business. I want to start a water, a water and ice uh, a vending machine business. Um, I want to own a laundromat, uh, maybe even a hotel. But, like, do I want to own a house? Not really. I would like to purchase a, um, a uh, apartment complex instead of a house. Um, but I, I just want to buy a business and I'm good, you know? Do I want to have five cars and not really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want that stuff. I just, I would like to own a truck, but I don't want like, <laughs> I don't see the point owning one to two to five cars. I'm like, I'm right. just one person. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm good. I'm, plus, I'm single. I have no kids. And I'm 32. So, I'm already at a good start. To most black men that I talk to, so they be like, "Well, Brian, because that's the first thing they ask me. Like, do you got any kids?" I'm like, "No," and I will. They be like, "You don't got no kids?" I'm like, "No, I'm, it's just me and my mom, and my dad, and my sister." But for me, I'm not dad. I'm I'm a father's, and that's a growing number too. That I'm seeing a lot of black, you know, young men like me having no kids. Like, no. Nah. That marriage game is a hell of a game. <laughs> if you find, hold on now. If you go out and you find the right one, because one of the things that I can, I can tell, I, I always talk to my young men and I say, now I've been married for 34 years. Right? Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's been all downhill. It's been a lot of uphills, uphill battles, man. Right. Uh, but, uh, a good woman can make a man who, who consider himself good. A good woman can make a man better. Right. And I, that, I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm a testament to that. Okay. My wife makes me better. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, I got kids and I got two grandkids. Um, that made, that makes me better. And it's something about having a wife, having kids 
and having like grandkids and things like that, that I think uplifts a man because my my thinking is every one of those individuals, I'm I, even though my kids are, I got my 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 oldest son, he just turned thirty three, um, okay. my youngest son uh, just turned um, 20, 28, 27, 28. Mm. Um, but I'm still responsible for them. You understand right. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. my little, it's like my little pride. My, my, this, this, this is my, this is my little clan that I got, you know, that I'm responsible and I got to take care of them. You know, you, you see what, see where I'm getting at? And, and that, I think that makes me a better man. You know, I've got my, my daughter-in-law and my future daughter-in-law. Once they come aboard, I've got more people that I got to take care of. And, you know, when everybody's here at the house and we're eating and things of that sort, and I step back for a little bit and see, you know, what I've been blessed with. And God has chose me as the man to be over all of them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it does something for you. So I'm going to say this here to you, my young man. Once you get yourself where you want to be, I suggest you go out and find yourself a nice woman. And mm-hmm. y'all start building together. See, my wife and I, we, 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 we fell in love, and I love her. But what I mainly love about her is what we built. You know what I'm saying? Right. We built together a house. We built together our cars. We built together uh, a, a, a lesson plan to make sure that my, my boys graduated. And they both are, are successful in the business that they are in. And they got their wives and their kids and things of that sort. You know what I mean? So our building plan that her and I put together is what kept us together. And I I love her. I love this woman to death. But love can also make you go the other way. Yeah. Where building together, when you say I'm going to build with somebody, and no matter if the bricks get, you know, get wrong somewhere you can you can talk it over pull that brick off and put a new brick on right but i suggest all young men find yourself a good woman because that's what god wanted us that yeah. we, we as men were built to be providers to be protectors you know so i don't know if, you know if you go to church or not or if you i do you're, you're, you know religious but if you get in your book and you start understanding what God put Adam in that garden for the reason God told Adam to go name the animals because he put him in a leadership position to teach him how to be a leader, how to be a protector, how to be a provider and the whole nine yards. And I think if we get back to that, even as black men, if we get back to that, I think Hold on. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All righty. You can blame that one on me. I, I keep forgetting here that I got to make sure that uh, that I don't let my screen go black here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> on there yeah so but anyway uh but yeah like i was saying before my friend um we as black men have to get back to 
being fathers. Yeah. Um, and making sure that, you know, these black women and women in general, whoever you fall in love with, right. um, are being protected and, and we build off of that. I think that's what's going to bring us together once we get the, the, the black family uh, together and back and like it should be back in, you know, we go back to the 50s when, you know, dads went out and did what they were supposed to do and bring things home for everybody. So I, I think once we get there, it's going to be, it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, thank you for this interview, sir. I appreciate your humbleness. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going to these spaces and laying down for these uh, liberals and conservatives. You know, that's because I consider you doing the groundwork. You know what I'm saying? You're doing things from the ground. And uh, I appreciate you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And um uh, and tell people where they can find you. Um, well, you know, you can you can get me on at um at Rev T Christopher on Twitter. You can oh. also go to my uh website uh for my organization, shepherdsworks.org, um, and see what we do for the community and homeless and single woman single women and children and things of that sort. You can you know, I'm I'm bouncing around all the time. That's that's how you and I found each other. Uh, yeah, just bouncing around and things of that sort. So, hey, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to come on your podcast and and uh, say some of the things that needs to be said. So, yeah, I I appreciate that, man. Yeah, and I appreciate you because like every time I see you on in the spaces where it'd be you're talking to conservatives, liberals, Democrats, or MAGA people, like, you just lay it down, plain and simple, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get mad at me, you know, uh, especially when I go and talk to the MAGA people, but they're people, too. Yeah. You know, um, their philosophy, if, if you know, uh, also is it, not far from uh, what were we thinking, you know? Yeah. The only reason I went to the Tea Party, I don't know if you know about the Tea Party, that, that that could be a little bit before your time also. Yeah. Um, but uh, when the Tea Party started, I went over to the Tea Party uh, because I felt that there was people over there who believed that the government is doing way too much, getting way into people. And that's what the Tea Party started off to be. And then they got racist. And then I had to leave. Right. But there was, there was a beginning there that we were all on board. And I think a lot of black people would agree with, especially with immigration, you know, um, we, we need to watch out for that. Like you, right. you start off saying all the immigrants, that's where you guys are. I mean, yeah. that, that's going to hurt us. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they, some people get upset when I'm, I'm dealing with them, but I, you know, I, I see it this way. I, I really, I really, really don't care. Cause at the end of the day, you know, what I do, I, I do for everybody, but right. I, I'm mainly working for black people to get us up and going, to get single moms doing the things or trying to get them jobs and going into these prisons, like when I go into prison and deal with, with the prisoners and things of that sort. So, man, I'm, I, like I said, I, I just got to do enough for when my time come, uh, he says, well done, 
my faithful servant. Servant. Yep. That, 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 that's what I need to hear. So, but anyway, my friend, again, thank you very, very much for giving me this opportunity uh, to be on your platform. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. And until again, until next time, guys, be amazing. Peace. Peace with you. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.